Someone's cursing, my lord. Late night lunch. Someone's puffling, my lord. Late night lunch. Someone's growing, my lord. Late night lunch. Oh lord, late night lunch. Welcome to the show that's far too fond of nappy buys to operate vehicles or heavy machinery. I am your six hours late for work, Aaron Bliss, and with his face in his dinner is Mike Large. My face will be in your dinner. Right? <laughs> uh, your face, I hope. Now, <laughs> t- tonight, bye bye. <laughs> t- tonight we're uh, we're going to be discussing one of my very favourite topics, if not my favourite ever in the whole world. On Lay. tonight's Night at Large, it's uh, it's taken long enough. But we finally got to uh, the concept of sleep. We're going to discuss sleep in all its little inimitable variations and uh, all the all aspects of it. Do you have do you have a statement of intent, Mike, to start us off with? Yeah, and that would be plenty of time to sleep me dead. <laughs> Oh right, okay. You're gonna come up with the uh, so I'm the gonna, party line. So yeah, I, well I'm gonna be coked off your tits. The bouncing off the walls. Yes. Well, yeah. I I can I know where you're gonna go with this, and where I'm gonna so sorry, where I'm gonna I'm, where you're gonna grow with oh, this. Okay, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna argue the opposite. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> Um, not because I necessarily believe it, but because I want to, as oh, it were. Yeah. No doubt, agitate you. Ah, uh, you uh, you can't agitate me. Oh, uh... piss off! Oh, sorry, we've we've that's had this cute, discussion that's cute, that's many cute, times. That's cute. That's cute. Uh, <laughs> Let's grow on. Grow I don't on. know what you think you're talking about, no, 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 but no, 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 no. that's cool. You're talking to yeah, someone yeah, with yeah. a massive sleep deficit, anyway. So I'm and you're talking to someone with a massive sleep deficit <laughs> brain deficit penis now um, shut <laughs> yeah de- deficit definitely <laughs> sleep is I didn't say deficit. go on <laughs> I did yeah. so sleep <laughs> I, lo- I love it when we read from Wikipedia something that's so blindingly obvious to even the most simple minded of us that it's just curiously quaint sleep is a naturally recurring state characterised by reduced a reduced or absent consciousness relatively suspended sensory activity and inactivity of nearly all voluntary muscles it is distinguished from wakefulness who would have thought by a decreased ability to react to stimuli and is more easily reversible than for instance being in hibernation or a coma (laughs) or why don't we just say guys it's easier to wake up than come out of a coma who would have thought who would have thought that sleeping is associated with a state of muscle relaxation and limited perception of environmental stimuli as the picture demonstrates they can't see the picture no the picture is 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 (laughs) off a a blonde woman it's uh, a young girl quite asleep is it a young girl yes look at the creepily she seems to be unclothed i'm I'm worried by the fact that you can't distinguish between she's asleep a blonde woman and a small child uh, first of all it's extremely close up and 
it, oh, she's just... asleep. I can't see her eyes. I can't see. She's lied down, so I can't even see how tall or anything she is. Anyway, let's uh, let's not split hairs here. Leave that leave that for Magoo. Sleep is a heightened anabolic state, accentuating the growth and rejuvenation of the immune, nervous, skeletal, and muscular systems. Now, that's what I wanted to talk about, Mike, because of course sometimes we uh, we forget of sleep as a restorative period in our day, essential restorative period. Really? Do you think nowadays people see sleep as a lot more kind of disposable and like if I can fit it in? Rather than the absolutely essential rejuvenation, like a certain type of people maybe, but I don't think so. No, but this is coming from Captain. Oh, yeah, I work oh, yeah. so often. Yeah, a, I don't that's, doesn't mean I doesn't mean I wouldn't rather be asleep. True, and some might argue you spend a great proportion of your working day essentially <laughs> asleep. <laughs> what a wanker! Uh, <laughs> I'm just going what I've heard in customer yeah. feedback. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah move on. <laughs> the purposes and mechanisms of sleep are only partially clear on the subject of substantial ongoing research. What they're basically saying is, we obviously, we all know, it's a, it's a slap yourself in the bloody face, obvious that sleep is vital for rejuvenating us, but we don't really know exactly what rejuvenation goes on. Yeah, do you think I that's... I think that's fair. Okay. I mean, for instance, sleep is sometimes thought to help conserve energy, though this theory is not fully adequate, as it only decreases metabolism by about 5 to 10%. Did you hear that? You actually, your metabolism is actually almost at full whack when you're asleep, mm. which is bizarre. And I guess the reason behind that must be that you have to be ready to wake up at any minute, essentially. I mean, I'd imagine your metabolism slows down the most in rapid eye movement sleep, but before that, of course, your body's got to generally be ready to be, you know up and ready to to roll at the slightest notice I mean for instance you could be sleeping in a war zone I'm not saying that your body is conditioned I, for I that I don't think but that's why your metabolism keeps functioning like that why, why don't you enlighten us then Professor Large as to why you think your metabolism doesn't slow down that much well I'm not saying I have all the answers I'm just saying I don't think you do <laughs> oh okay so right, it's going to be like that so. yeah it's very much like that yeah. <laughs> very very much yeah. Perfect, Mr. Large, but we'll continue. Now, humans may suffer from a number of sleep disorders, which we'll go into later because it's quite an interesting um, aspect to uh, divulge. So, how do you feel about sleep then, Mike? How do I feel about it? Yeah, I've already told you it's uh, one of my favourite things in the world. Yeah, yeah. no, I think uh, sleep. Do you look forward to sleep? It's a, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And I, th- I, th- I think it is interesting how our generally our opinions change on sleep, as say circumstances change, or in particularly as we grow up. Like, how do you mean? Well, I don't know. When I was a kid, I didn't want to go to sleep. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, you know, now that it's like, because, oh, brilliant! I can go to sleep now. Is that simply because of energy reserves, though? For instance, as a kid, you had boundless energy. You obviously crashed quite a lot because you need to nap. But 
you'd have boundless energy, wouldn't you? And you wouldn't have much to channel it into other than running from one room to the other, grabbing a toy, playing with it, shouting at your mum. No, I, I, I think it's more like a source. This is there's like a waste of time. A waste of time. Like I could, time when I you could, could be playing. So I could be asleep, or I could be playing. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, like, ch- yeah. chasing chasing the uh, or, next door's know, daughter. I could be asleep, yeah. Or I could be chasing next door's daughter. <laughs> I could be asleep, or I could be plotting some evil jobby on my sister. You know. And let's. Oh, that's horrible. That, but let's not forget. <laughs> let's not forget. She's incriminating herself. Let's not also forget that uh, there was also the... Um, what about the concept, like when you were a kid, the concept of forbidden things? Oh, For yeah. instance... You want to stay up because... You have you to... Know, g- yeah, you have to stay... You want to stay up because it's against the rules. Because something... You know, you could get up to something that your parents don't want you to. You could see something your parents For don't me, want you to. For me, I was never really like that. Um, I could see how a lot of kids maybe were but I I don't think I, I I think if I wanted to do something it's because I wanted to do it rather than because I was told like I shouldn't you I think for example my sister was very different I'll say no you can't do that and then that's it then that's all she wants to do okay. so she very much was like that but I don't think I don't think I was if someone said no you can't do this I go well I don't fucking want to anyway so, fuck you. Oh, okay, right. Eh? Yeah. That's simple, is it? Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this: uh, how many how many hours? What's your optimum time? How many hours do you like to get a night? See, or how many hours can you function really well at peak peak uh, performance? <sighs> See, I you'd have thought that I'd have worked this out by now, but <laughs> I don't think I have. I, it's weird. I see. I change. I think it, there's lots of variables that depend on. Obviously, sleep would be a key one, but that depends on how well I function because I mm. can function sometimes like what seems like optimum function at like four hours sleep, and then sometimes. You know what they say though. And sometimes, if I have nine hours sleep, yeah. I'm running. You know. You know. You know what they say though. First of all, uh, that there is an optimum amount of sleep for each person, is, yeah, and should you substantially go beyond it, it's the same as if you. Well, it's almost the same as if you as just if don't you have enough. Yeah, you, yeah. You'll end up feeling more sluggish. Oh, I've certainly done that before. But there's also the school of thought, Mike. I don't know what you think about this. Go that on. that uh, you know, an hour before midnight is worth two hours after midnight. You heard that? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, um, I, I subscribe to this. Why? Without exception, almost. I've always felt better if I've got like a forty-five minute head start. Like I'm I'm off before midnight, and I get up in the morning, and I generally feel good. As soon as I've slipped past the midnight mark, I'll get up, and it'll be a struggle to get out of bed. Even even forty-five minutes, maybe half an hour, makes a difference. That's psychological, mate. That's got to be because why midnight? Well, it's, it's how it's how general the body, body clock functions, isn't it? I mean, the, the, no. what do you mean no? What about people that work like nights and stuff? Well, it's not natural, is it? You, you're forcing your body out of its natural rhythm. What? So they can't function unlike uh, they could, they wouldn't be able to function at the same uh, at the same rate as other people. Of course, people. they would. Their body learns to adjust. 
It would take, take a long time, though. Because the, the human... So, well, for some people... Mike, come on. The, the human body's natural rhythm is in line with, with the sunshine. When, when the sun rises, you know, you, you naturally... Your body wants to get itself up. Yeah, so so does that rule differ with the seasons, then? When there's longer Potent- days or shorter nights? Potentially, yeah. Um, you son of a puffin maybe it has more to do with how tired you are when you actually go to sleep like before midnight you're like you know if you go to you can go to bed and and go to sleep when you're absolutely fucking shattered and you literally you're falling asleep because you can't keep your eyes open anymore Mm. or alternatively when like you don't when you're not that bad like you just think oh I should probably go to bed now like maybe that has more to do with it like how tired you are I don't know I don't know all I'm saying is bullshit so yeah conflict for conflict's sake yes Ah, uh, so sleep 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 oh, fantastic oh, it's something that I just can't get enough of to be quite honest I just can't get enough yeah exactly but the, I mean, there's, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's like a good meal. There's there's a there's so many different ranges of of sleep periods. You can have. You can have the most wonderful night's sleep, and we've all been there. Usually too rarely, but you know, c- come on, think about it. Mike. Tell me, have you ever had those nights where you roll into bed, you've been out like a light within a few minutes. You've had all, you've had like lustrous dreams, and you've gotten up feeling like a million bucks. Yeah, but yeah. like you say, it is all too. It's rare. very rare. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's the... it feels like you've woken up, and it's at the right time as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Like... You feel like because a lot of the time it is either like for me a lot of the time it's uh, I feel like I haven't had enough sleep. I'm tired, but then that could just be regardless of whether I have or not. It could just be because I'm getting up ridiculously early. Probably. Uh, no, matter, you know, no matter how much sleep I've had. But, um, yeah, very rarely do you feel... Completely refreshed. Yeah, like, I'm awake now, and I should be awake, and I'm just going to get up and go. That doesn't happen often, does it? No, but it's amazing. Particularly, I mean, obviously, yeah, the the, the sleep refreshment is great, but... Dreams are such a powerful thing as well. There, there's such a big difference between waking up, say, from a nightmare, and waking up from an amazing dream. The, the few times that I remember waking up from a really positive, amazing dream, and it just puts a spring in your step straight away. All of a sudden, your world view is just sunshine, and you're just like ready to tear into the day. And you can even put up with a few assholes along the way. Conversely, you could have the opposite where it's a pretty doom-laden nightmare where you kind of wake up and you kind of have those thoughts about you know, how kind of terrifying life really is, that kind of thing. But should we move on to dreams for a... Uh, dreams, for dreams, sleep on a bed. A bit of appetising. Oh, very good. <laughs> so, Mike, what do you dream about when you sleep on a bed of nails? What do I dream about? I think you know all too well what I dream of. <laughs> what do you know? What do you think of dreams? Are you into? Are you? Are you really? Are you one of these people who's really into the? What, uh, like, do I buy into that they mean things and whatever? 
Is that what you're asking? Buy into. What? Do I subscribe to that? Is that what you're saying? But how deeply? I mean, I'm not being funny. But how you, deep? You can't, deep. Yeah. Cool. Be, no, nobody can completely dismiss that. Obviously, dreams have some connection to your subconscious. Yeah. Whether you want to believe it's this thing or that thing is open to debate. But well, obviously, then. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how, how much do you get into that kind of thing? Um, if you if you had a particularly strange dream, would you be like really trying to get to the root of it? No, no. I try not to think too much about it, and I rarely remember them anyway. So, yeah, that's a that's a problem. Uh, I don't like. Sometimes I have before, like desperately tried to remember dreams, because yeah. uh, particularly ones obviously that have been good, and uh, yeah, I've been kicking myself because I can't. <laughs> and yeah. and I I have. Sometimes, where one night I have a really good dream, you know, for maybe a particularly fine lady was in it, or oh, I thought you were going to say Maggie, or some shit. Yeah, Matty's always in my dreams. <laughs> um, some, yeah, anyway, particularly fine piece of ass or some shit like that. And I've actually done it where I've gone to bed the next night, and I've tried to like trigger like memories it. like of that dream, so that hopefully I'll start. <clears throat> and yeah. I've, I've actually done it before. Oh yeah, I've managed to do it like. Well, you for a few nights in, in a row, like pick almost like picking up where you left off the last dream. Ah, that's pretty cool. See, yeah, that's, you're you're talking about lucid dreaming, which we're going to come into in a minute. What what I was going to say yeah, was we'll um, come into it, all right? No, oh, shut up. No, do you ever find it funny that the way that you were, uh, the way that you try the that you kind of um, do you ever find it curious when you wake up? Hmm. And uh, like you say, you, you you remember like the the dying embers of a dream, like you you can kind of see ghosts ghosts of images from it, and and there's like a theme in like in the back of your mind, and obviously then you think, oh, I, re- I really really want to recall it, total recall if you will. Hey. And uh, <laughs> do you, don't you ever find it funny that good jars to Mars? <laughs> yeah. Do you know I, I I foresaw you saying that way before I came up with the <laughs> dream recording. Yeah, I think so. Premonition. Well, you know, do you believe in premonitions? Do you, do you think you can dream? Of, do you think there's a power power in your mind to dream of future events? No. And you don't buy into the potential theory of multiverses that you might be dreaming of your alternate reality that's already unfolded. No. Okay. Well, that was that was a short uh, discussion. No. I, I, <laughs> what do you? What I meant to. Well, I mean, I've got an open mind. I'd like to think that that could be true. I obviously don't passionately believe it's true with all my heart. So no, you don't believe it. <sighs> Shut up. Just agree with me for once. No. I dare you. Go on. No, look. I'm trying to finish what I was saying. Don't you find it funny that when you're trying to recall a dream, right? Don't don't you actively picture looking into your own mind and kind of walking down the corridors of your brain like travelling down the corridors of your brain to like find the right door so to speak no I don't Where, often dream about doors what are you saying how do you start trying to visualise it give me your I just try and focus on whatever image I can recall most vividly yeah and just try and remember that and then just go from there and just see see what. what so it's so it's as if you're developing what, a photograph. Where, yeah, and so where wherever I was, whatever was happening at this point of the dream, I ch- I just try and go back to there and then think okay. what happened. What happened next, or what ju- what just happened? Why was I here? Yeah, 
So, okay, so no, that's one method. Yeah. So basically, the, the yeah the analogy you use is just, it's like you're slowly developing a photograph in a dark room, mm. and and hoping that the like you say the background starts to come out and. But yeah, no. The other thing I was saying was like, yeah, I, I kind of almost imagine traveling along the little electrical connections as if they're like roads or corridors, and kind of checking each each door as I go along, like hoping that the the film, as in my dream, is mm-hmm. is playing behind one of these doors, and it's gonna it's gonna come to me when I find the right door. It's funny how yeah, I I find it really funny how how you do tend to visualise things in a certain way when you're trying to recall memories or dreams in your head no sleep uh, dreams are such a massive I had a thought by the way that um, would you agree with this that sleep is the great equaliser go on grow on grow on like for instance, you know we all we all preach equality, or rather the non-assholes do. You know the equality between people, as in tolerating people, tolerating our differences, allowing them to have equality of opportunity, kind of thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. What I'm saying is, whether someone's a deviant criminal or Mother Teresa or a My complete God. or shut up or a complete loser or a gangster or uh, a disabled woman or a dying man everyone is equal in their sleep like it just equals it levels the playing field because obviously you can be anyone in your dreams and even the like you say the, the toughest gangster is vulnerable when asleep do you see what I mean it reduces everyone to that same level it for instance you know a, a paraplegic versus you know a tough gangster you know, strength and and power wise, they're, they're poles apart. When they're asleep, all of a sudden, there's a level playing field. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the disabled person has, if anything, potentially more ability in their sleep because I'm sure they dream of like wonderful things. And then the gangster is suddenly reduced to, you know, being that vulnerable person in that they're asleep. Then they're, they're not, you know, able to defend themselves the way they normally would be. I think it's like the great equaliser brings us all down to the same level or up or up to the same level yeah like you say yeah okay yeah you're growing with that I'll grow, I'll, I'll grow with that for now <laughs> yeah for now until I can think of uh, a viable argument against it yeah, yeah. Fair. so what let me ask you a, a quick loaded question what do you think's more damaging to someone a bad diet or a bad sleep pattern Interesting. Like in the modern age, let's say. I guess it depends. It depends how bad a diet and how bad a sleep pattern. Average. The average person. Averagely bad. No, listen. An average Western diet. And when I say average, I mean obviously non specific, as in, yeah, non vegetarian, non vegan. So you assume that they're meat eaters, they eat an average amount of junk food, they eat an average amount of processed foods and e numbers. So, so what are you saying? What's more important, an average diet or an average sleep pattern? Yeah. Uh, or which is more beneficial? Maybe. I. Or what would you sacrifice if you if you were told tomorrow that you, it, no matter how much you strive, you can only have a perfect either 
diet or sleep pattern? I would rather have a perfect sleep pattern. Okay, fair enough. Are you just saying that, though, because you imagine that a perfect diet would mean you couldn't eat any of the foods that you like taste-wise? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm glad, glad we got <laughs> that. I, I could have a perfect diet now if I wanted to do by choice. True. Like, but sli- I mean, sleep, sleep depends on you so have many less, other factors. You have less control over... Well, you don't, but you do. If you know what I'm saying, you can't yeah. go to sleep and go. Do you know what? I'm definitely going to have a good night's sleep. You don't know what's going to crop up. Or also, remember that sleep is voluntary. You can't. You can not always. You, oh yeah, well yeah, maybe chemical or someone smacking you in the face or something. But what I mean is, sleep is a voluntary action in the sense that you can't will yourself to sleep. You know, your body has to work. You know, your whole body has to work at it. To Shut lull you to in. sleep, yeah. You can't, you can't sit there and think, "Fuck me, I'm sleepy. Better go to sleep now." Zonk. It doesn't work like that. No. That was the Eurythmics with "Sweet Dreams Are Made of Piss." Uh, sweet dreams are made of cheers. <laughs> well, I'm glad we sorted that out. Me and Mike just had a power nap in the break. We did. Fantastic stuff. We spooned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speak for yourself. I was uh, clinging to my pillow, desperately trying to defend my hindquarters. So we spooned. <laughs> Spooning leads to forking. So, Indeed. we were talking about sleep. As it will on this case. And shut up. Power naps. Have you ever powered nap, Mike, or do you power nap a lot? I'm not really... A power nappy type. I've, you know, I've done it sometimes, not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you've nodded off at work. No, I've seen no. this. I've walked in on the canteen one time, and you were just zonked out on the police seats. Yeah, well, that's obviously unprofessional. No, <laughs> unbecoming. No, that's when you know if the situation calls for a bit of sleep evasive and, action. Yeah, and sometimes it's what what's going to happen if I'm you know if I'm if I'm there for the taking 80% of my life <laughs> like then oh. it's going to have to you know share some of the sleep time sleepy time yeah he was sucking his thumb by the way as well and the other thumb was up my bum so well, that's something we don't grow now power naps uh, yeah do you think oh my god power naps aren't well, they aren't they like a they... bloody corporate Buzz thing, like, yeah, probably. But I think they're great if they work for people. Like some people genuinely, genuinely use them. I mean, in like, the in the modern age, they maybe work. they are essential. But for some people, if yeah. they, if they're deployed, I mean, if they're deployed correctly, if you're able to time them correctly, I mean, the optimal I'd say is probably half an hour. If you it's go, if you twenty minutes, yeah. Hour, if you it? go, if you go beyond forty minutes, you've made a mistake because you get up and you will feel groggy as hell, and it'll probably make you feel worse than when you were nodded off. But I've had power naps before that made me feel fantastic. I've got up like, um, you know, that hazy kind of just got up, but, you know, very pleasant mm. waking back into the real world again. I've, I've done it. Yeah. Often I find, yeah. well, to be fair, the majority of, inverted commas, power naps <laughs> I have are yeah, involuntary. Fresh. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, you just nod off at work again. <laughs> really work out with this. <laughs> 
No, I mean like, say I get back from work and I've got now? somewhere to be, and like I sit on the sofa, and then next thing I know, I'm waking up, and it's like half an hour later. You're waking up by by a siren. And I check the time. Well, well I've got to be here at X o'clock. It's like oh. I've been asleep half an hour. Well, I feel a little better now. Let's uh, let's get changed. Let's go. Whereas, obviously, sometimes it's I've had the opposite effect. Well, I've right. fallen asleep and woken up a few hours later. And it's like, oh, what's going on? What's the time? Why is it dark? Oh, I feel like shit. <laughs> and it's like, oh, great! It's like yeah. ten o'clock. I've just woken up. Oh, and, and and you know, and you know what makes that worse is if it's particularly in the autumn or winter periods where yeah. you fall asleep nice and cozy, and you wake up freezing fucking cold, as well as feeling lethargic and horrible. So the stages of sleep, Mike. This is quite. This is the science behind sleep. We've got a uh, NREM. Which uh, I'd imagine, yeah, is not non-rapid eye movement sleep. Stage one. This is uh, where you're halfway between sleeping and wakefulness. Your muscles should still be fully active. The eyes roll slowly, open and closing moderately. Uh, if we want to think of an active way of displaying this, it's like someone you just shot with a sedative, <laughs> that they're gradually just slowing down and. Then maybe they start slurring their words and they're they're well on their way. Stage two of NREM uh, sleep. In this stage, it's it's known as theta activity. Apparently, it gradually becomes harder to awaken the sleeper. So that's where the eyes have closed. A way of remembering this, of course, is uh, uh well, the way I'd remember it is uh, when you've nodded off driving. That is oh, okay, yeah. That's oh I mean, yeah, I know that's, the one. That's yeah. some that's some scary shit. I've done it, I think, twice in my whole life, fortunately, and uh, it's it's scary when it happens to you. I, another another uh, example, Mike, uh, and I'm sure you're aware of this. If you're in a, a particularly dull meeting and/or conference mm, that you're yeah. not particularly chairing, that you're just kind of attending, or seminar maybe either at school, college, or maybe at work, and you're sat there, and you know what it's like. You're sat at a desk. I'll, I'll, I'll paint a picture. You're sat at a desk, and unfortunately what's happened is you've had little or no stimulation. Maybe you're not even talking to anyone. It's a you warm stu- room. Yeah, it's, an, it's too warm. You stupidly haven't consumed enough fluids, so you're, you're not, you're not uh, nice and uh, active through, you know nice uh, lubricated organs you're kind of you're getting sluggish and uh, it's that it's that period of sluggishness that creeps up on you and you don't see it coming and before you know it you're sat at your desk and yeah your eyes start getting heavy it's the same one and your muscles start sagging it's the same one what? it's the same one as when you sit down maybe after a long day and you fall asleep on the sofa it's the same way it just creeps Uh, up on you yeah and it's 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 that weight that's gradually bearing down on you. Mm-hmm. Your muscles are sagging, and then and the worst thing is, especially if it's in a scenario where you might be asked to respond to something. That's the worst. In in some kind of a seminar situation, you might be okay because eyes might never be on you. You know, you might be sat near the back. You know, there's not someone directly next to you. You can just kind of nod off quietly, and no one will really notice. 
But yeah, in that scenario where you might be called on to respond to something, it's the oh, it's the worst ever. I've just... I've actually fallen asleep. <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> in a in a class when I was doing my A levels, I actually uh, fell asleep. Brilliant. And I was not sleeping like before. Uh, writing some piece of art. Oh shut up! <laughs> Rolled in to to sit for and wearing the same stuff I was wearing yesterday. Oh. That happened a few times, and then uh, more than a few times, far too many times. And being in a particularly say warm room, <laughs> a lesson that maybe was slightly boring and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've definitely kind of held my head behind a textbook before my sleep. Brilliant. I see. I've wake. I I get away with it. I don't know how I do. Oh God. Well, do you know what? I've got some fond memories actually of uh, seminars at uh, particularly lectures. I think some fond memories of uh, lectures at college in my uh, media degree, my video production uh, media degree, and uh, we used to watch like. Um, foreign films or world cinema historic films yeah. and yeah it was in the uh, it was in the lecture theatre and obviously the uh, the seating was uh, raised up so you'd kind of sit further and further back and I'd always position myself near the back I'd make sure I wasn't sat near anyone and you know you had fond memories of you know the lights went out the film came on and you just gently drift off and it was so nice and comfortable, and you knew that you weren't being spied on or anything. And you could you could zone out for ten fifteen minutes. You could actually fall, fall completely asleep, wake back up, feel you know nice and relaxed, and no one ever knew. And you know it was nice. But in any scenario where anyone can potentially see you, it's it's the most fucking embarrassing thing, because when that gets you, that miasma of fatigue where you can feel your muscles sapping. The problem is your mind slows down as well. So there's there's a part of your mind that's sort of, you know, your eyes start closing, your head starts sinking down. And then you wake yourself up with a start. And then the back of your mind kind of thinks, oh, shit, I'm falling asleep. Oh, I need to wake myself up. Sometimes you'll react to it. And sometimes you'll just shrug it off and be like, just kind of zone out again and the next thing is you're nodding off and your head's bowing again and you know you're caught in that pattern and it's so embarrassing when someone is watching you because obviously you look like an absolute puffin with with your head constantly nodding and uh, yeah. your eyes oh that jerking motion <laughs> exactly like that just kind of waking yourself up <laughs> that ridiculous it? jerking motion yeah. which makes you look like an idiot anyway we then move on past that in, in that stage by the way the alpha waves of the previous stage of gradually getting into it are interrupted by abrupt activity called sleep spindles and K-complexes I think sometimes you are capable of quite vivid not necessarily dreams but maybe just call them visions at this point hmm. sometimes when we move into NREM stage 3 which was which formerly was divided into stages three and four. This stage is called slow wave sleep. In, it's initiated in the pre-optic area, consists of delta activity, high amplitude waves at less than three and a half hertz, which means nothing to people who aren't scientifically tuned into this. The sleeper is less responsive to the environment. Many environmental stimuli no longer produce any reactions at all. In other words, this is the kind of stage where you can wave your hand in front of people's faces and you won't get a response. 
obviously yeah, if you, you tip water over them start or undressing them and they generally I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to race uh, to the rise to that bait oh, you're wise, all right. shut up or like you say if you if you're an, quite an unpleasant friend maybe uh, gently dip your your friend's loose hand into a bowl of warm water or and see you, what happens you take a pen draw over someone's head no but that's normally and stage that four of drunkenness and then they're uh, only pairing and they chase you around hi oh <laughs> that was good that was good that was all good oh andy bless him and then of course we've got rem which we should all be aware of rapid eye movement sleep where if you were to lift someone's eyelids their eyes would be twitching uh out of their skull probably most muscles are now by now paralyzed which sounds a bit scary sleep is turned on by acetylcholine secretion and is inhibited by neurons that secrete serotonin which is why you generally feel very very good when you're sleeping most of the time this level is also referred to as paradoxical sleep because the sleeper although exhibiting EEG waves similar to a waking state is harder to arouse Mike will uh, contest that than at any other sleep stage in other words the mind is going a mile a minute but the body is completely still like as if you were dead pretty much the function of REM sleep is uncertain, but a lack of it will impair the ability to learn complex tasks. What we were saying about restorative sleep. Yeah. One approach to understanding the role of sleep is to study the deprivation of it. And now I personally think I am a study in sleep deprivation. I wouldn't recommend it. I'm sleepwalking away. <laughs> From the waking in my life, maybe? Yes, we'll go with waking. Yes. Yes. Now we're talking about the wonders of sleep tonight and late night large, perhaps making you feel a little bit drowsy. And we were talking about dreams. Why don't we talk for a little bit on how interesting sleep disorders can be? Do you know anything about sleep disorders, Mike? Once upon a time, I knew quite a bit. Right now, I can remember very little. <laughs> well, I'm quite familiar with some of them. I mean, for instance, sleepwalking that we've just uh, mm. heard about. Oh, there's various occasions of people killing people in their sleep, which <laughs> is quite cool. Oh, yeah, no, you're yeah. right. And and people raping people in their sleep as well, which, yeah. is, uh, which is actually a, a condition. Apparently, a sleep disorder is actually known as somnip- somnipathy, which makes sense because, obviously, a sleepwalker is a somnambulist. It's a medical disorder of the sleep patterns of a person or animal. Now, we're only going to discuss, well, scratch the surface, as always, and, and discuss some of the more interesting sleep disorders. Yep. Mike, one that... Well, let's talk about sleepwalking quickly. Do you know anyone who sleepwalked? Because sleepwalking... Sure I remember. Sleepwalking, we can put hand in hand with, like, you know, making food or whatever while you're sleeping. Yeah. Because not... isn't... As far as I understand I it, it, it... As far as I understand sleepwalking, isn't it? what happens is it's just a slight disconnect in the circuitry in your mind because for instance when you fall asleep if you imagine it's, it, it kind of disconnects the brain from most of the body in other words it disconnects the brain from being able to control complex tasks in the body like order the body to do anything complex and, and basically that, 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 that circuitry kind of gets uh, a little bit off so even though it shouldn't, so the body get mixed up. Yeah, the body can that you can command the body to like you say, make yourself a sandwich or walk walk out in the street completely butt naked and 
you get yourself arrested or run over. I do that sober though. Sober? Sober? <laughs> I do that awake. <laughs> and sober. Sober and awake. Okay, yeah. right. And sometimes drunk and asleep. Yes, so. thanks for thanks for uh yeah, thanks for sharing there, Mike. Sober. <laughs> it, it's I need sli- a drink. Sleep disorders, I'd imagine particularly sleepwalking, can cause sufferers to sleep excessively, which is apparently known as hypersomnia. Now, another sleep disorder that I was aware of, Mike, and I actually made a film about narcolepsy. Do you know much about narcolepsy? Uh, I watched your film on it. Way. Do you know anyone who's a narcoleptic? Don't think so. It's a sad disorder because obviously it, pre- it precludes you from driving, amongst other things. For anyone who doesn't know, and why wouldn't you know, narcolepsy is obviously a sleep disorder. And again, it's all to do with short circuits in the brain, really. It's a, it's a sleep disorder whereby uh, a sufferer can, can literally fall dead asleep at the blink of a, you know, the drop of a hat, potentially while driving or operating heavy machinery. In other words, like what we were saying about sleep being voluntary, you know, having to will your body and mind into sleep there's a short circuit going on where it literally will switch the body off at at the drop of a hat hence you know people will go from potentially talking to you to their eyes being closed and their head bowed and just zonked out that that's narcolepsy and i i think you can take medication to alleviate it to a certain extent but i don't think you can ever ameliorate it completely Hmm. so narcoleptics are always prone to it now and again Okay, what about... Uh, do you know much about sleep, sleep apnea? Have you heard about that? Again, I don't know much. I don't know much about... It. I used to know quite a bit. I actually okay. studied uh, sleep disorders. For and yet my, you forgot it all. It's in one levels. ear and out the other. Uh, or did you sleep through those classes? It was actually the A-level that I did best in. Because um, <laughs> you're asleep most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a long time ago. I can't remember anything. So, But right, yeah, but grow right. on. Well, sleep apnea. I'm actually. I, uh, I I happen to know someone in particular who who might suffer from it. It it can be quite scary to the other person. Sleep apnea is is when your sleep is disturbed by suddenly stopping breathing in the night. We don't have to think about breathing, and if we did, we'd all die the minute we fell asleep. So, uh, breathing, we hope, is regulated by the brain without us having to. You know, without us having to be active and willing it to happen. So, in other words, when you're asleep, you just take it for granted that unless obviously you've smothered yourself with your pillow or someone's fought, you know rolled on top of you or something has otherwise blocked your airway. Uh, uh, oh, shut up! <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you hope you hope that you will breathe nice and comfortably through the night. With sleep apnea, people basically the 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 brain or whatever just suddenly switches the breathing pattern off randomly now luckily this doesn't mean people generally die it means that eventually the body has to will itself awake to start breathing again and like i said i've had a recent experience of this it can be quite scary to the, the person lying next to them because uh you know or it, all of a sudden it's gone from to which can like remain for several seconds and you almost kind of roll over and go to wake them up until you realise the body naturally does it and all of a sudden it's just like (laughs) and they're away the problem with sleep apnea obviously is you know it it drains people 
they don't get an unbroken period of sleep, hence they're generally more tired, generally less able to concentrate some of the time than other people would be. Shit one. Yeah, not good. Now, I've always thought that bruxism is a particularly funny sleep disorder, but I'd imagine quite painful to the people who suffer from it. Um, grinding your teeth without realising it while you're asleep. Mm. And and that could obviously lead to both painful and like not very pleasant appearance uh, order, uh, disorder. You know, when, if, if you're chewing your enamel away, then... What about night terrors? You know much about night terrors, Mike? Uh, nightmares. No, night terrors are, I think, are differentiated from nightmares. Night, night terrors, I think, are quite vivid, and uh, cause the like cause the person to basically suffer. I think it's basically a panic attack, except the sleep. Oh. Mm, what the ones where you, it makes you wake up? Yeah, rather than you exactly. Just wake up yeah, and think, oh shit, that was a bad dream I had. Yeah, night, night terrors would usually <laughs> yeah usually make people wake up as if from a panic attack. Uh, insomnia, obviously. I think we're all familiar with that. Yes. That's a terrible sleep disorder that I've suffered from in the past. I'm sure other people have. Mike, let me ask you this. Do you think modern living, and when I say modern living, I mean modern conveniences, have led to more insomnia? Why? Why? Artificial light is the number one cause, apparently. I read a oh, scientific really? report on it. People have too many artificial lights in their bedrooms. And when I say artificial lights, I don't just mean, obviously, the light switch. I'm talking about televisions, internet access, obviously. Phones. Yeah. And and I, I don't just mean the distraction, but the, the lights themselves, you know, they're constantly stimulating the eyes and the, and the mind. Yeah. And it can naturally cause insomnia. Because... You know, there's a, there's a good argument, and an argument that I would subscribe to, I'm not sure how possible it is in this day and age, that pa- parents should actually remove all distractions away from the immediate bedroom of their kids. Like, you know, if they can, have a separate room where they have their computer and TV. I know, so, yeah, I know someone that wouldn't, wasn't allowed to go, like, wasn't allowed to take their phone like, to bed with them or whatever. Do you I, think that's I, an argument? Yeah, I think so. I have to have... I say have to have, unless I'm absolutely fucked. Uh, generally, well, you if, have to fall asleep to something. Uh, no, I need darkness. Oh, complete darkness. Complete darkness. Do you I need complete silence. I used to have to have. Yeah. Oh. I used to have to have both. Oh. Like, and like sometimes, it, you know, if I don't have complete silence, I I can't get to sleep, and then it winds me up. And like whatever noise it is winds me up, and it makes me angry, and like then I, it makes it even harder to get to sleep. Okay, now it's a good thing you uh, you live in the co- kind of in the country. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if you lived in the city, you'd you'd never get to sleep if you couldn't tolerate noise. No, and light I used to have like complete darkness. Like if there's a light on in like the, on the landing or something, and it just creeps through underneath your door. Yeah. No, 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 no. Turn the fucking light off. <laughs> like that light's going off, oh. and. Like it, it comes to the point where even if it was, say I was going to sleep at whatever time, for for whatever reason, and say there was a street light outside, <laughs> or it wasn't completely pitch black outside, yeah, like, and you obviously you can still see through the curtains like that there's light, yeah, then I'd have to like hide my head under my duvet to fall asleep. Have you ever not just heard of sleep masks? Well. Luckily, I've before where I've I've actually fallen asleep with my head underneath my pillow. 
just, That's funny. just try and block out any noise and any oh, light. Yeah. Mike has I'm clearly not, never heard of sleep masks or earplugs. I'm not uh, like that necessarily anymore. But generally, when I go to sleep now, I'm more tired. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I can fall asleep. Like, like yeah, no, but it's a matter like of the day. I fell asleep with my light on and my TV on, like on my yeah. sofa, like. But but good sleep is also it's a matter of comfort. Like for instance, if you do have problems with you know you've got it into your mind that you, you have to have complete silence and complete darkness, that's a state of mind, and usually it's based on a feeling of security, because it was for me. I coached myself out of it because, to my mind, I was like, I'll I'll judge I'll judge what background noise there might be, and if if it's a moderate background noise. And it's not going to be anything to worry about. So what? You know, I, I'll I'll convince myself that I can just sleep through it, and I did. And if I think that it might be something to worry about or piss me off, like my idiot brother drunkenly stumbling in in the early hours, I just wear earplugs, and then I know that I won't be disturbed. It also got a lot better after I discovered a lock on my door, because then you knew there's no chance of you being disturbed by anything stupid. So you, you know, you could just get to sleep knowing that any background noise was completely inconsequential. Yeah, no, I subscribe to that. Okay. Go to sleep. <laughs> and sleep good night. <laughs> um, if you... I do have a lullaby singing service that um, you can You don't, you uh, don't you want can to pay for. There. Look, people just, you know, they just want to go to bed listening to Enter Sandman by Metallica, I think. We'll, uh, <laughs> we will grow you next week. We're just off to catch some much-needed Zs. Count some sheep, and for Mike, <laughs> to rust some sheep. Yeah, buddy. Uh, good night. Good night. <sighs>